In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Apostle says, Judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and make manifest the counsels of hearts. Every once in a while, someone will mention to me that he has some trouble with the translations of the Mass prayers and lessons which are to be found in the bulletin. They are taken from the Holy Douay version of the Bible, which was done by English Catholics at the end of the 16th century. It is, of course, true that our language has changed somewhat since that time, and I know that those who don't take an interest in Elizabethan or Jacobean literature are perhaps not accustomed to conjugating these and thous and may find it very difficult today. To be sure, if you have difficulty with this form of English, it does not make you a bad Catholic. You should know, though, that the primary reason why we hang on to these translations and the bulletin is because of their accuracy. I'm always somewhat at a loss to counsel someone who asks for a good modern translation of the Bible. Even if we limit ourselves, as we must, to those very few modern translations that are doctrinally sound, something is nevertheless lost in that all modern translations, to a greater or lesser degree, tend to paraphrase rather than translate the scriptures. And what we find today in the epistle is a very clear literal translation of the Holy Latin version, which follows the original. When St. Paul uses this unusual phrase, he says, to me it is a very small thing to be judged by you or by man's day. I know that most modern translations will replace this with a phrase such as, to be judged by you or by a human tribunal. This does convey more or less the sense of the passage, but if we believe in verbal inspiration, it is worth taking a moment to reflect on the actual words which have been placed there in the sacred scripture by the Holy Ghost. How can anyone today doubt that we are living in what St. Paul describes as man's day? He uses the phrase man's day in order to contrast with the day of the Lord. Man's day is not man's day in court as a defendant, but rather man's day in court as judge. Man's day is the time of cruel, unjust judgment. We are, after all, about to celebrate the birth who came in, of him who came into the world to be judged unjustly by men and use this unjust judgment and condemnation as the means for our redemption. That is why on this last Sunday of Advent, the Church asks us to take a moment to consider the terrible sin of rash judgment. 
If we consider today's epistle closely, we must conclude, as our holy patron St. Francis de Sales does, that the judgment of man is by nature rash. When one man judges another, it cannot be anything but rash. How can this be, you may ask, for surely, even if we are guilty of rash judgment from time to time, sometimes our judgment must be correct, and therefore we must not be guilty in that case of rash judgment. Not at all, says our patron. Of a truth, he says, rash judgments are most displeasing to God, and men's judgments are rash, because we are not judges of one another. And by judging, we usurp our Lord's own office. Man's judgment is rash, because the chief malice of sin lies in the intention and the counsel of hearts, which is shrouded in darkness to us. St. Francis de Sales here quotes the very words we have heard in today's epistle. We are told that it is the Lord who will come, and it is in the Lord's day alone that the hidden things will be brought out of the darkness and the counsels of hearts made manifest. Anyone who judges now, in this time known as man's day, takes upon himself the office of judge, which belongs to Christ alone. Moreover, our patron continues, man's judgments are rash because each one has enough to do in judging himself without undertaking to judge his neighbor. If we would not be judged, it behooves us alike not to judge others and to judge ourselves instead. Our Lord forbids the one and his apostle enjoys the other, saying, if we would judge ourselves, we should not be judged. But alas, for the most part, we precisely reverse these precepts, judging our neighbor, which is forbidden, while rarely judging ourselves, as we are told to do. Are we then, he concludes, never to judge our neighbor? Never. It is God who judges criminals brought before a court of law. He uses magistrates to convey his sentence to us. They are his interpreters, and we have only to proclaim his law. If they go beyond this and are led by their own passions, then they themselves judge, and in so doing they will be judged. It is forbidden to all men alike, as men, to judge one another. What leads us to this most common sin among men? Our patron says that some people are simply naturally bitter in their temperament. And for them, perhaps, it is more of an imperfection than a willful sin. Well, they, they should beware because such persons are certainly much, very much disposed to fall into this sin. Other people truly partake of this sin out of pride, which can be very intimately linked to the sin of envy, taking satisfaction in the faults of others, 
and indeed then with hypocrisy, judging the faults of others in order to avoid judging oneself and the pangs of conscience. We can all be like little children sometimes and judge because we are frivolous, like little tattletales, and have a simple idle curiosity about the faults of others. Or we can sin in this way because of our natural inclinations, our likes and dislikes. We tend to praise them, those whom we like and condemn those we dislike. Even those we like, however, we may judge from time to time if we are jealous of the attention they give to others. This rash judgment, says our patron, leads to all kinds of sins, mistrust, contempt for others, pride, self-sufficiency, and numberless other pernicious results, but among which most of all stands forth the sin of slander which is a veritable pest of society. Oh, he cries, wherefore can I not take a live coal from God's altar and touch the lips of men so that their iniquity may be taken away and their sin purged, even as the seraphim purged the lips of Isaiah? He who could purge the world of slander would cleanse it from a great part of its sinfulness. Slander he says, following all of the saints, is a kind of murder. For we have three lives, a spiritual life which depends on the, upon the grace of God, a bodily life which depends on the soul, and a civil life consisting in a good reputation. Sin deprives us of the first, the grace of God. Death deprives us of the second, and slander of the third. And the slanderer, in turn, commits three murders with his idle tongue. He destroys his own soul. He destroys the soul of him who listens to him and finally causes civil death to the object of his slander. In condemning rash judgment and slander, we must not confuse these things with the duty we have sometimes to speak and to correct others. Superiors must govern, correct, and discipline inferiors. Parents must correct their children. We must at times have the courage to admonish friends, family, in-laws, even those above us, in regard to what is visibly evil behavior. But in all these cases, we judge words and actions not hearts, and in correcting them we assume that they possess at least some measure of goodwill so that they will profit by our words. This is one of the reasons why in a religious community those who are under a superior cannot go to confession to that superior. This forum must be separated from the external forum. We go to confession to a priest and we know that it is done in secret. With regard to our superiors, we are corrected, but only with regard to external things, and so that no judgment is made on the state of our soul. We save that for the confessional.
In short, says our patron, we can never affirm a man to be evil without running the risk of lying. If it be absolutely necessary to speak, we may say that he was guilty of such an act, that he led an evil life at such and such a time, or that he is doing a certain wrong at the present day. But we have no right to draw deductions for today from yesterday, nor of yesterday from today, still less to speak with respect to the future. The Pharisee looked upon the publican as a great sinner, probably as unjust, extortionate, adulterous. But how mistaken he was, inasmuch as the condemned publican was even then justified. If God's mercy is so great that one single moment is sufficient for it to justify and save a man, what assurance have we that he who yesterday was a sinner is the same today? Yesterday may not be the judge of today, nor today of yesterday. All will really be judged at that great last day. And so as we prepare for the birth of our Savior, let us consider in our examination of conscience if there are any people in our lives who we have already written off. For now is the time for reconciliation. On this last Sunday of Advent, let us heed the words of the last prophet, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight his paths. Cleanse your hearts of wicked false judgments, for they shall not stand in the day of the Lord. For then every valley shall be filled, and every mountain and hill shall be brought low. For the Lord shall put down the mighty from their seats, the seats of judgment, which they have unjustly usurped, and shall exalt the humble. All flesh shall see the salvation of God, And who shall inherit this salvation? Those who in the eyes of men have clearly earned it? No. Those who have judged not others, but themselves in this life, that they may be saved on the last day. What gasps of astonishment on the part of prideful man shall we hear on that dread day? How many hidden saints shall stand at the last acquitted when the just judge brings to light the hidden things of darkness and manifests the counsels of hearts. Then shall every man have his praise from God. The praises of men shall matter nothing. Praise then shall be to those who, having always dreaded to judge their neighbor, took their hand rather to their own breasts, saying softly, O God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Amen.